Hello and welcome to the Top Tutor Podcast, where we share information from the world of elite tutoring to help your students get the best results both academically and in life. I'm your host, Nathaniel Dahlquist, the owner and head tutor at Grove Prep. I've been a tutor since 2015, focusing primarily on standardized test prep and college admissions. Joining me is my co-host, Alexander Friedman, who is the owner of Brooklyn Math Tutors, a math-focused agency in New York City. Hi, Alex. Hello. What are we going to talk about today? Today we're going to talk about how tutoring companies actually select and hire these elite tutors and are these tutors really elite and things like that. Oh my gosh, I love it. So here's my confession is that Alex has been has much more experience doing this than I do. And all the folks that I hire are sort of co-hired by Alex. We sort of go through that process together because he has been doing it for so long. And so I'm going to ask him some questions about this process and what it's like to hire these hire these tutors and who gets hired by what companies and what the criteria look like for hiring somebody like that. So tell us Alex, what what are some traits that you look for or some characteristics when you hire a new tutor? So this has changed a lot since I started. Um, I should also note that Nathaniel was one of the top tutors I hired, and what you'll find with really good tutors is the really, really good ones, like they get real expensive, they start their own companies. So uh, <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> there's not a lot of them out there, which is why they're so pricey. My criteria has changed over the years because when I started back in like 2008, um, I kind of went about it by by instinct, and my instinct was very unrefined. I think this is also what most people go by when they look for tutors. So I'm actually hoping this episode will be useful, not just for, I guess, other tutor agencies who might listen to this, but parents who are looking for tutors who maybe don't have access to an agency or don't want to use one, because I think it should be the same thing. So when I started looking for tutors, I did what I think most people do. It's like, oh, hey, this person applied, and this guy and this girl went to Harvard. They've got, they've got to be good, right? And as it turns out, not that's not true at all. Or somebody's like, hey, this person's a PhD in mathematics. Surely he can tutor math. Like, no, absolutely not. I mean, it might help. It might be an amazing tutor that can tutor mathematics, but but it doesn't, it's not the case at all. So my criteria used to be like, like, what can you see right away? Credentials. I just, I just didn't know better. And I would interview people and be like, okay, well, this person showed up to the interview at time. I guess, I guess that's good enough. And I would test the, the person's subject knowledge. Right? I would say, okay, can you actually tutor this? And if they did, I'd say, okay. And then a lot of times this person didn't work out. I was like, well, but look, they, they went to, to Harvard and they obviously know the material, so it didn't work out. So little by little, as I got more experience, as I think also as I matured as a person, uh, I started realizing like what actually matters when, when you want to get like the really best tutors. So I found there's kind of like three traits, more or less. And the first one, of course, is like, can the person teach the material. Like if, if they can't, then, then the rest of it doesn't even matter. And having high skill in some specific topic does not mean you could teach it, which, which I found very interesting to realize. And I've seen this in the past when I look back, um, I, I knew a girl uh, we dated a long time ago who was a freaking math genius. Um, and she was a tutor for like a class at MIT. And I just remember her like befuddling these MIT students in computer science because she was just so smart and so sharp that she had little like practical empathy for people who weren't quite as like absurdly clever as she was. And I've seen that a lot also in hiring tutors. I, I interviewed a guy who was a PhD in math 
and I asked him to explain something to me that I already understood. It was it was a, it was a comp, it was a complex like high level topic. And after he explained it, I swear I felt more confused. I was like, I thought I understood this, but maybe I didn't really understand this. I definitely do not have a clear clear understanding now. Like I I, I don't know. And I was like, okay, how is this guy going to teach someone like high school math? To him, it's going to be impossible. Um. So the first the first thing I look for in people is that they can teach the topic and they can like teach it in a way that people understand. And that's not as easy as it seems because you need to have something besides like subject knowledge. Like, you know, we all went through high school math. Every person at a top college knows their algebra and their quadratic equations, or at least they knew them. Although as a side note, I have had people that didn't, that applied to tutor and like weren't able to solve like algebra two problems. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So, so there's like a lack of self-knowledge. All right. So what is there to be able to teach, teach the topic? Um, but teaching the topic is more involved than it seems. Like you need to know the topic and then you need to have a lot of interpersonal skills. And this is the thing I didn't realize right away is that the most important thing is tutoring is of course, yes, you know, the material. And then you need to have an exceptionally high level of interpersonal skills, like not quite, but maybe close to the level of someone who is like a counselor or a therapist. Because most of the time when uh, when kids struggle with something, especially math, now I'm a math tutor, so most of my background is in math tutoring. Like it seems like math is hard, but math is not really that hard. It's math is cumulative and people start to get like emotional, negative emotional associations with it. Like some math teacher was mean to you in fourth grade. And like in sixth grade, you just have this like internal uh, assumption that you don't know math. So the tutor has to not just be able to say, hey, look, here's the quadratic formula. Like, don't you get it, stupid? Like they have to be able to understand you and understand like where your difficulty is coming from. Is it coming from like a lack of specific skills? Like, oh, you just didn't learn like how to do square roots, whatever it is. Or is it like you're scared? You're scared, you get freaked out, you get tense. And and suddenly like the number of people who are capable of doing this like drastically decreases. It's like, okay, here's everyone who maybe passed high school math. And then there's the people with great amounts of empathy and understanding and patience and a high uh, emotional quotient. And these people are way harder to find than just you know the first group. And so finally, the last skill, which which you would think you would take for granted, but you can't, is professionalism. I've had people that mm-hmm. have the first two, but they don't show up to their interview on time. Like they don't write clear emails. They'll respond to you like a week later. And these are all things that, you know, if you're paying for someone who's really good, like you want someone who's going to respond to emails promptly, someone who's going to be punctual, someone who like cares to do a good job. And these people, you know, when you look at all these traits now, like high skills, high interpersonal skills, high professionalism, like where are these people? These people are like management consultants. <laughs> these, like I've talked to some of these people, like like they're management consultants. They're very high paid employees. Uh, they rarely become tutors, but you actually do need all these skills. And that's why really good tutors are like shockingly expensive because those same people, if you want someone who is really skilled, really empathic, understanding, has leadership skills, uh, and is professional, like they can they can get a job doing anything and basically anything they want anywhere they want. Wow, I love that. That's actually a pretty succinct set of criteria, in my opinion. And everything that you said is true. I really have I myself have experienced that like you 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 need to have all three of those things to be successful, like to the degree that I want the tutors I hire to be successful. Like the quality of product that I want to offer, the level of teaching, the level of connection that makes it not just like, here's the information, blech. 
it's like here we're building a relationship and I can actually help educate you and like not just about passing classes but about like really developing and getting a kid through through some of that stuff that's wow yeah that's pretty impressive I, I should note that like over time, I actually started being uh, hesitant about hiring people with uh, Ivy League degrees. So I saw Nathaniel. He's like, oh, I'm an actor. I'm from Yale. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> uh, But it turned out to be quite, quite an amazing tutor. So there's one more criteria. And this is something that not all companies go for. And I think it's very important to know if you're a parent. Um, a long time ago, I tried to differentiate. Like, There's like two types of tutors. And one of them usually works very well. And the other one, not as well. And... And it's important to like look at the tutor and see what category they're in because you'll almost always like those be one or the other. And that is like people who are professional and serious about education. And then there's people who are side hustle tutors, I call them. I know it's a little oh. derogatory, but it is yeah. what it is. And it's usually people with exception with like very fancy credentials, but who don't particularly care about teaching and they don't particularly care about their students. They're just like, look, because I went to Harvard or because I went to Yale, uh, I have something I care about that isn't teaching. And you know what? I realized that I could do this and I can make a lot of money because people who are uninformed, which is all of us, basically, like we, none of us know what, what a good tutor looks like, will say, oh, hey, I, I want to work with this Harvard-educated tutor. But many of these Harvard-educated tutors aren't particularly serious about education. They're not particularly invested in their students. You know, if, if you're not paying them quite enough or they get a higher paying gig, they're like, all right, I'm out. So one of the things I started looking for uh, in my company, and I think that if you're a parent watching this, you should look for a tutor, is somebody who's really dedicated to like service to others, dedicated to teaching, dedicated to to helping. And you'll find that those people, um, they somehow invest in it. Like you know, some of them will be teachers, but not always. Maybe they'll be like pastors, they'll, all, all sorts of people that like focus on other people in some way. And they usually, oddly enough, won't be quite as pricey sometimes, but not always, as the people who are very credentialed but aren't specifically focused on education. And why is that? Because the people who are the side hustle tutors, the ones who are like really, really want to make money, they want to make money more so than they want to do a great job. And if you want to make money, you have to advertise and they get good at advertising. Um, and people who know how to advertise and how to present themselves get paid more. And that, that's just a fact of marketing. Whereas the people who are really serious about education often see it as some kind of like dirty thing to get paid a lot or hmm. or like to advertise or like they'll have terrible photos. I'll have to like beg my tutors like, look, like you're like a, a Princeton grad and a Rhodes Scholar. Could you please have a reasonable photo? Could you please mention this in your profile? I had a girl who's like, she's a Rhodes Scholar. And I'm like, can you say this? She's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, Come on. <laughs> wow. So, help me uh, help you. <laughs> yeah, right. So if those are the basic criteria for working for you at your company, what yeah. would you say your absolute top people have in common beyond those things? I think the top people, what they have in common is that they really, really, really care about their students. Like they really see it as a relationship and they will just do anything and everything within their power sometimes it seems like too much. Like, like, wow, the tutor really cares like way beyond the hour that they paid for. They just will do everything and anything they can think of to make like the relationship a success. Um, so even though they may not get paid for it, like they'll counsel their students on like things not directly related to the class. Uh, they'll, they'll get in touch with the teachers. They'll like talk to the parents. Um, they have a long-term investment in their students. And what's interesting is that with those folks, 
their students tend to stick around for a long time because these tutors are such like an amazing supportive force to have in their life versus just like, all right, I helped you with uh, pre-cal, cool, bye, I'll never think about you again. So, okay, so if I'm a parent looking to hire a tutor... Beyond those things that you have stated, and we, we've talked about parents hiring tutors directly in, in other areas, but in other podcasts, but what are some things that you think that parents should look for if they're hiring a tutor on their own? One of the things they should look for besides those three things, I mean, really, those three, three things are it, but it's like, how do you find those three things? And I think the hardest one to screen for is that like emotional intelligence part. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can tell if someone has good degrees, you know, if someone, if someone got a math degree from Harvard, like, yeah, you know what, they can teach anything. Like they'll, they'll know their stuff. If they have a, they have a math background, they can teach. And professionalism, I think is reasonably easy to ascertain. Like, is this person getting back to you quickly? Uh, do they write complete sentences in their email? Do they look like they put in care? Um, but that middle one of being empathic and emotionally intelligent is hard to screen. So I can give some specifics, like. You know, every now and then I would browse like Craigslist back when it was a thing. And you'd have people saying, like, here are my results. I did this. I got I got this kid from a C to an A in like two sessions. So people like it's more about what to avoid, like avoid people who brag, avoid people who promise exceptional results. Why? So so folks who are good at marketing will tend not to be as good at delivering, like because people who are good at delivering don't have to say this stuff. You know, we don't have to say, oh, my God, like we, we got this student got like a perfect score after after I like mind melded for like two minutes. Like, you, you, don't, you don't have to say that. The results tend to speak for themselves. So try to like avoid negative personality traits. And I think the only way to find it is, is like you have to, uh, you have to like sit down with people and like have them tutor your kid for some time. One of the things like tutors who are not that skilled do is they'll have a focus on themselves. They'll be like, oh, look, I can do this. Like, hey, look, look, look. Yeah, I think some people get into tutoring because they have some insecurity. And I've seen tutors who are very much like pleased to show off how smart they are. I don't I don't think they realize it, but I think their students feel it. So mm. good tutors have a very much an outward focus. Like they they they're like the Buddha. Like they don't exist. Like they're just like here for you. It's not about them in any way. Um they're just, you know an entity of, of help towards you. Like they have no ego in it. And and I've interviewed so many tutors that have like so much ego and, and insecurity. And like, it's not a wonder that people come to, to me and they're like, well, I had this tutor for some time, but it didn't work. Or like this tutor was really grouchy. I got this tutor from a friend, but it just didn't work out. Like I completely understand why after interviewing the like hundreds of tutors I've, I've gone through. Yeah, I actually was going to ask you about that. How do you know if it's not working out? There's a few ways. I think the top way is if, you're, if your child doesn't like the tutor, if they don't want to go to the next session. Uh, because ultimately, all of this is about forming a relationship. And if, if the kid doesn't want to meet with the tutor, like you can't learn well. I don't think you can really learn at all. But you can't learn if you don't want to be there. Like People can't like shove the knowledge into you passively. Like, you have to be excited to be there. And, uh, you know, I used to work with more students, like they would be excited to have sessions like, oh, let, let's meet with the tutor again. Like, like, oh, I look, look, like they would want to impress me, which I found was very charming. Like, look, Alex, look what I've, I think I'm like, that's great. And, and I've seen that a lot with other tutors, like the best tutors so, serve as role models. Like the kids see this person like, oh, I want to be like, the, like this person. I want to be like this guy or girl. Like 
Uh, so we often try to pair people with someone that they could kind of emulate. You know, so we'll have a lot of requests for like, hey, I, w- I want a female tutor because I want you know my daughter to see that. Like, yes, you can be artistic, but also be amazing in math and science. And if you instead get some like grouchy dude that like doesn't you know that she can't connect with, it's it's not going to go well. Like they already have that in the classroom. That the reason that often that they're not doing well is not necessarily that the teacher's bad. Is that like they don't connect with the person in some kind of personal level so you need a tutor that the kid likes but not like likes like oh this person is just fun like someone they respect and look up to and can take leadership direction from nice the the only thing i'll add to that is that i have i have had many students who are who like are either failing or have C's in a class, and they would probably rather not be there. They would rather be doing something else. They'd rather be playing video games. But and like that's a little bit different from like not liking the tutor, like as a as a person, like not wanting to go to the lesson because they're ten <laughs> is is a little different from being like, yeah, I just don't really, I don't get along with that person. That's different. I just want to point out that difference there. Absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, of course, like most of us. If we're truly honest, we'd rather be like lazing in a couch, eating Cheetos or whatever our snack of choices than, than doing hard work. And uh, I think it's important for parents to remember that like kids are like us, but with like even less willpower. Like think how little willpower you have as a, as a fully grown adult and how hard it is to sometimes <laughs> do the right thing when easier options are available, which is like always. And so, yeah, like, like kids will often understandably would rather play video games or whatever, but um, they still have to like the tutor and I've definitely had times when the kids just don't like the tutor and we'll switch them out right away. Like there's no, like you can't, you can't force a relationship. Um, and in my company, like I, I, in fact, like encourage tutors, if they don't feel it's working to say, Hey, you know what? Let, let's find a better person who your kid will get along with because that personality fit is so extremely important. Yeah, I actually say the same thing to my tutors as well. And it's nothing against the tutor or the f- kid or the family or whatever. It's just, we want to make sure that it's a good fit because it, just what you said, that relationship's really important and that's what's going to help that kid learn the most. Well, thanks so much, Alex. Is there anything else you want to add or any other thoughts you had on how to hire these these elite tutors here? Yeah, I think like to summarize it, um, it's going to be hard if you're a parent to find a person on your own, but the process should be roughly the same as the ones that the agencies go through. Like you're not going to be as experienced, but I think having a good tutor is worth it. So if you if you don't have an agency near you and you don't want to work with someone online, because if, if you're willing to work online, man, you can find like you know people all over the country can find agencies. But like talk to a bunch of people and just like really really open yourself up to your intuitive feedback about the person. If you don't like them or something rubs you the wrong way, like just take them off your list because you know things that bother you a little right away will bother you a lot later. And uh, have your child sit down with a few of these people, pay them for one lesson, and just ask your kid, like, how did it go? And, and you'll, like, after uh, working with a few people, you'll see a drastic difference in how professional people are, how they approach things, how they teach. Because if you only work with one person, that's all you know. Like, that's, you just know that, like, people are like this, and this is what, what, what I should expect. But it's different. Like, I, I've interviewed a lot of people and the most expensive people aren't always the best. The people who want to charge the most are not always the best. They're not always the most experienced. They just have the biggest 
cajones, let's just say that they're worth <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes they are the best. Like I, I know some exceptionally good tutors that they just got so popular that they just have to raise their rates into the stratosphere because like, what are they going to do? Like they just can't work with anyone who wants to work with them. But a tutoring, like if you're going to invest in it, like invest just a little more to get a really, really good fit for, for your family. And it's important that you like the person and it's also important that the student likes the person. Yeah. The thing that really pops out to me in talking about this stuff is that there's there's such a difference when you're hiring a tutor versus just like the regular education your child is getting at school because you get to choose this this educator. You get to pick this person as someone you want to be around your kid as opposed to school where you sort of just send them and maybe they have different teachers for every subject every year. You know, maybe that's only a one year long relationship. I have students who I started, I started with them in the seventh grade and now they're in college and I still help them with stuff. So, you know, that relationship has lasted like five, six, seven years. And so just keep that in mind that if you really like this person and they're really capable and know a lot of stuff and can really help your help your student out, then you might you might get to know them quite well. And so that's an important thing to take into consideration. They might be around for a long time. So I think it's important, too. Yeah. And if you find a good tutor, this is probably going to be a very competent person. They'll probably have access to resources and connections you, you may not have thought about at first, and they can probably help your kid in, in, in multiple different ways. Like really good tutors are just really exceptional people that ha happen to be in this helping profession. Nice. Oh, I really like that. Exceptional people who just so happen to be tutors in this helping profession. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that insight, Alex. That was really, it was really awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have any questions about what we talked about today, we would love to hear them. There's an email address in the show notes. If there's anything else you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast, please send those ideas to us as well, because we want to provide information that you will find useful. That's our whole goal. So thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>